Broadcasting from New York, New York. It's Grant's Rants, Hollywood Talk. Record low ratings stir panic for the Real Housewives of New York City. Salt Lake City Housewives get even more messy from Mary to Jen. Tamara Judge pulls a stunt. We go line by line on Britney's latest post, blasting everyone. And Erica Jane is not fooling us. That and more with Alyssa Littman and Taylor Mishak right now. Let the ranting begin. I am joined virtually, of course, by Alyssa Lippman and Taylor Mishak from Table Flipping with Alyssa and Taylor, the podcast. Of course, welcome to Grant's Rants. Oh, my God. You pronounce my name the best it's ever been pronounced. I hope it was like, pronounced correctly. I'm moved. Yeah, no, I'm. T- it's cr- mo- the most correct. You just like it's that was spectacular. I'm so honored. Yeah, it's Mishak. And that's uh, it just look, looks different phonetically. So I just like give people a hall pass. But wow, best intro ever. Thank you so much for having us. Oh, you're welcome. Let's get into it. We need to get right into the stories. It's been a minute with me on the podcast. I, I said early on to the listeners, like it's the summer. I, I just moved to New York. It's been a, it was a horrendous winter. So whenever I could get out. I got out, but this is an important episode because there's too much to discuss to not do it. So let's just (laughs) kick it off with The Real Housewives of New York City. A New York Post article came out. The title is Insider. Roni has gone woke and it's killing the show. Now, (laughs) this, I always said, Roni is a show that no matter what I will watch, it could not get bad. I will watch it no matter what. I am struggling. What do you make (laughs) of this? So we've been trying to figure out how to talk about this in the context of how we're used to talking about the show, right? And we've Mm -hmm. talked about this a little bit on our podcast where you, I guess you don't want to make light or make fun of these serious issues um, in the way that you would a normal Roni plot, in the way that you would, uh, you know, like an engagement to Tom, that kind of thing. Absolutely. Um, (laughs) But I feel like uh, sort of through reading what everyone's saying online, that another big reason why we love the housewives is because they're real and they're honest. And we get to see these like incredibly up moments in their lives and see people at their lowest. And so I personally am challenging myself to ask the question, why is this being treated as separate from everyone else's real life issues? This is a real life thing that people of color deal with. And so if Ebony wants to bring her perspective in the table in that way and sort of talk about how she does or does not fit in with everybody, I think it's unfair to say you're ruining the show. But I do know that people are not 100% on board with that perspective. And I think it's a good debate to have for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think too, and we've, I agree with everything else is saying and to piggyback on it. I think that like, we're kind of having this, like forgetting it's a COVID season where there's like also just some other set pieces that are missing and like trips that are missing or like, there's just like, I think that there is not as much going on as there would normally be. So then we're going even harder on criticizing the show when we like don't have to, does that make sense? So yeah. I, I like, I agree with you. Like sometimes there's episodes where I'm like, what are we doing here? Like what's going on? It's, it's not, it's not the Roni that I know and I love, but it's still, it's current. It's like talking about what they're experiencing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I've said this maybe on this podcast, maybe somebody else, but the way I view this season is it's like a nice to have it's 
different. Obviously, it's because of COVID, because of all these things we just mentioned. Mm -hmm. And it's just not the same show to me. So it's like for your diehard Runny fans, okay, here's a season. But I I don't know how much it like really counts in the level of like iconic seasons that we have had. I mean, it's fine. Uh, It's passable in Mm -hmm. my point of view. But like, yeah, it's just it's a different tone. It's a different show. The the I've always viewed the show as a, a comedy reality show, but this is the, yes. this is the funny one, and <laughs> it's getting a little too serious for some people. But you know, the New York Post. The, I'm not surprised by this article because they've leaned right a lot yeah. recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. So I'm not surprised. They did say that they believe bringing in Ebony backfired on the show and the producers, um, you know, crediting all of the race talk to the decline, record low ratings. Um, I don't know. I don't, I, I just don't think this is the best fit for Ebony, but I don't mind her being there. But I, considering all the press, I don't know if she would get a second season out of this. I just don't know if this is the right show for her, but I appreciate what she has to bring to the table. And I think we can have these conversations, but it's up to the producers to find levity and to be able to balance it out. And that's what I really haven't seen much of that I would like to see more of. I also feel, to be honest with you, that like last season was lackluster as well. And I think what's really missing from the show, I don't necessarily think it's the race conversation bringing the show down. I think that it's they're depending on that to be the main conflict so much. And we're not having Mm -hmm. we're not having the normal, you know. Uh, serialized relationship that we're tracking to see, you know, what's happening with Sonia and her lawsuit, what's happening with, it's all sort of like a standalone. I'm going to continue having these different conversations and I'm not, there's no like reveals or turns or anything like that, that we're not, you know, Luann's not getting arrested and buying a a house that's round. Like I just, (laughs) I think it feels different because there's no season long story that's unfolding. It's just like, here's all our different perspectives every episode. Yeah. Agreed. I also think like both Ebony and Leah kind of feel like they're still separate from the like OG cast that we know so well. And there isn't as much, I don't know. They just feel like it feels like two different groups of friends that I'm watching hang out because of the show. Does that like, it doesn't feel as organic. And I feel like they're just like a little bit. And it's for both. And I love all of them individual. I think they're all great TV, but there is a little bit of a lack of chemistry there for me for the newcomers that they're bringing in to spice up the show and just like the original Broadway cast. You know, great point. I wanted to mention Leah too because there's a lot of finger pointing at Ebony because she's the new girl. Obviously, she's bringing real life topics to the show where the show has always been, you know, barely scratching the surface of depth. You know, I mean, so <laughs> it's like I give like definitely credit to Leah in the sense of there being a disconnect and not being the best. Like, like basically this season, she was really loved last season. This season, the internet turned on her before the season even began. She is not beloved. She is, people really have turned on her. I'm still either way on her. I don't dislike any of them, but uh, I think it's worth mentioning that she is still a new, I guess you could say ingredient to the show and that she yeah. also has contributed to the new direction, whether it's positive or negative. But um, yeah, I mean, ratings are low. The reunion was pushed to quote unquote scheduling conflicts and um yeah they say that all hell is breaking loose behind the scenes oh, oh my god interesting how happy do you think dorinda is right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah 
I mean, these shows, they definitely get stale and they need to be reevaluated. And I, there were just a lot of marks against this show this season. I guess we're, like I said, we're just kind of lucky to have it, take it or leave it, um, considering just like the state that like the world is in and they obviously couldn't shoot anywhere in New York City. So mm-hmm. what are you going to do? But um, Go to Salem, Massachusetts. That's what uh, you're going to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just kind of like with this show, don't really know if where we're going with it. I, I don't really believe that Ebony is the right fit for what it was. Maybe she'll be the right fit for what it will become. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, and the same goes for Leah. I'll lump her into that as well. I don't know how long Leah is for this franchise. I, I, at this mm-hmm. point, I could kind of take her or leave her. Yeah, it's, it's not it's, very dynamic. It's like yeah. sort of repetitive. Yeah. Mm. Agreed. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Now there's this question. um, Should this city be hung up for a while to dry? Like, OC, should we just kind of put this to the side and wait? There's a rumor. I don't know. What do you think? Wait, what's the rumor? Tell me the rumor. The rumor is that uh, that production has been pushed to 2022 for the next season. Wow. I think they do. I mean, Listen, they're dealing with what is, you know, if you're working in a, on a scripted show that's iconic and we all know a couple that just like went one or season one or two seasons too long just because of like this was amazing. And I think that we're watching in the history of Housewives like something like this. We don't know how how to graduate, right? Like eventually, like there, there does need to be change. There does need to be development in the cast. There needs to be change in the story. And I think we're watching this cast and we're watching Bravo learn how to do that. And it has some, some funky moments. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's weird. I almost feel like we're missing Bethany. Like I know she's not likable, but she definitely like keeps her eye on the prize and drives mm. the story forward. I, I love watching Luann and Sonia so much, especially Sonia. Like I could just watch her do anything. So it would make me so sad in a way that I like would not be sad if OC was canceled, but they're in a similar funk where it's like, mm. I just don't, we've never been in this territory with housewives before. I've never seen them save a show that's been on this long. That's like getting so much criticism. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think there's two ways they could go for well, from what just from my friend group and talking to people about this, like it seems people either want all younger, newer, fresher, you know, reinvent, or they want to go back to all the OGs. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I don't know what they would do in this case, but um, I don't know. I mean, this show has always kind of struggled to find like that quote unquote young mom role that they're like dying to have on the show, but it might be okay to have a housewives franchise that just skews older. It's just mm-hmm. might be an older crowd of women and mm-hmm. it's worked and that might be okay in my point of view. I see mm-hmm. we bring back Jules and have her cook forks in everyone's calzones. <laughs> <laughs> Things yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> Who would have thought we'd be looking back at those days and being like, oh, can we go back to that? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, horrible. Uh, let's transition briefly to uh, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Not too much to say on this, but I will say, as far as the second season goes, it's amping up to look like a good one. This is a fresh one for me, like for everybody, but I'm optimistic about the show where a lot of the others I feel have really gotten stale. Salt Lake City, it's still holding my attention. Where mm-hmm. do you guys stand on Ooh. Couldn't agree more. Oh my God. <laughs> I am <laughs> counting down the days until it comes back. I think 
What a crazy cast. What a fascinating city. Everything about everything about the show, every element, I think is just like so big and wild. And yeah, I'm like, I'm finding that I can't even keep up with these sort of in-between seasons headlines. Like I, I'm, I, I have so many questions. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, it's interesting because I think my biggest criticism last season was like Jen Shaw is trying too hard. And then mm. now we just know she was having like an <laughs> internal mental breakdown because she's <laughs> scamming so many people and she like couldn't keep it together. So I'm allegedly. excited to see how that goes. <laughs> yeah, allegedly. Um, uh, and I, now there's this Mary Cosby, Heather Gay is a racist, but Mary M. Cosby is not the most reliable source, if we're no. being honest, not yeah. to undercut anyone, you know, feelings are valid, but it is, uh, it's interesting because I feel like Bravo is trying to correct um, all the criticisms that they've had of how like essentially segregated their series have been, right? And so we're having these problems in New York and it'll be interesting to see how a totally different franchise with a different mix of girls and a different... Uh, different relationships with each other, how that's going to be infused into the conversation, or maybe it won't come up at all. Like I have no clue. Do you guys think that they're filming while this problem is playing out? I wonder, right? Cause weren't they yeah. shooting? They were shooting when Jen was arrested and that yeah. was months March. ago at yeah, this wasn't point. Wasn't that like March? So, yeah. Yeah. So I, I can't imagine right now they're still also shooting, but Maybe, maybe if that was right at the beginning. And I wonder, wonder, I wonder, I have so many questions about that. I also am curious about, she, it feels like that post in terms of just like the font and the artistic execution of it was so interesting to me because she like, it seems like this, you know, like flurry of a sort of like rageful, like announcement. Like I'm declaring this about Heather Gay, but it was executed in a way that I was like, she sat on her phone for a while and made this post. Like I'm fascinated by that. Um, I, I just think I, I, I need that show back. I really do. <laughs> just to fill in the blanks for those who aren't aware of this story. Uh, it's over on daily mail base. I'm not going to read the whole post. Cause I don't have it in front of me, but uh, the headline is real house. of Salt Lake city star, Mary Cosby brands, co-star Heather gay as a Karen and accuses her of being racist on Instagram. And then later deletes the post. You got to love that. You know, production had to step in and be like, <gasps> um, she deleted you- it. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Got it, got it. So th- th- she used words like, uh, Heather had admitted it and owned it. Um, these are just really dangerous statements and dangerous rhetoric. These it's just dangerous rhetoric all around to be throwing out there. Now, Now, we've heard in the press that Heather has kind of sided with Jen. She's the only one that's kind of been team Jen and all of this. So I'm wondering if Heather's on the outs with all of them. I just I wonder what 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 is Heather thinking? What's really going on? We're going to have to wait and see, I guess. Wow. It's hot. You know, it's ah, look, I, I, I am remembering that obviously the Mormon church has a tough relationship with black people. And I. And remembering some of the he- the statements Heather said about dating black men in the beginning of the season, you know, and mm-hmm. it wasn't so it, it was a, it was a naivete surrounding mm-hmm. the way she was talking about this. So it is definitely possible that there were some missteps there, but also Miriam Cosby might be running a cult. So we don't know. <laughs> we have no idea. 
There is and so much. I love this show. Yeah. They're all so flawed. I've, it's just so yeah. fun to see like a first season yes. where all of these women are, and we in like on our podcast, we love talking about like what's so messy and complicated about a lot of the women that we get to see on reality TV. But these women, especially in Salt Lake City, are living like such a different, like fascinating lifestyle. But in general, all of them are so, so deeply flawed and just like introed themselves as such that I was like, let's go. We're just yeah. getting right yeah. into it. There's so much to unpack because they're all new. So it's like, you know, everyone has like these backstories and like what's happening on their Twitter and what happened, what's what's coming out of from like 10 years ago. They all are like in their own way, like ticking time bombs where like, yes, we're used to getting kind of one at a time if we're lucky from a new Yeah, show. no, like, they were competing for who's going to be the hot mess. Even oh, the reunion, yeah. when you watch that season one reunion, didn't feel like a season five reunion. Like they all had mm. so much loaded shit against each other. So much like yeah. weird alliances for a certain topic. And then they turn on each other on another topic. And I was like, yeah, dude, let's do this. It does yeah. feel like Heather did not realize that she would be a sleeper hit. And partially because she got so much praise from like Rihanna and, and notable people who love Bravo. And also partially because, you know, she's probably feeling herself in between seasons. I think um, the women can be, could be jealous of her. And also she might be like, What's the phrase out over her skis? <laughs> I've, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> I, I need to use like a, a skiing metaphor. Uh, that like jumping it, the gun. It, yeah. You know, it, yeah. A little like aggressive, maybe. Yeah. She's yeah. maybe uh, taken to the reception that she's got a little too much. And that could be yeah. turning the other cast members off. Well, yeah, no doubt. It's a competition. I am surprised um, by Meredith Marks and her. Um, cachet rising quite high and online and social media. People have already put her in this like queen iconic category. I mean, like, you know, these memes, they're so desperate to like find these like standout gems. I mean, who knows? Is Meredith Marks really that notable from a, barely a, a first season? I mean, am I undervaluing her? I love this point. No, I love that. I also love these memes are so desperate. I love that. (laughs) It makes sense. Yeah. No, No, I I think it's really funny. I don't hold back. Yep. No, I think that's really funny and really true because there are, and I talked to Alyssa about it a lot where I'll be like, oh, this is what people are saying on Instagram. Is that really what's happening? Or is it just what people are saying on Instagram? Mm -hmm. And there is a little bit of that. Certainly. Yeah. I think Meredith got a little bit more credit than perhaps she deserved, but I could see how she was sort of a standout character from this season. But like I said, they were all standouts to me personally. wild to me that Meredith and Lisa Barlow got cast on the same season. They are so similar to each other when you yeah, really, really are. Uh, for those who don't know, and I mean, uh, very few at this point haven't heard, she's uh, accused of playing a, a large role in a telemarketing scheme, blah, blah, blah. But she now claims that she could not read her Miranda rights because of uh, blurry vision brought on by dry contacts. Oh, my now, God. Don't we all know what the Miranda rights wow. are? Isn't that what's said in like TV shows, like growing up, movies? Like we all know, like. You can't, whatever you say and do can they, and will be used against you. Like it's basic stuff, right? That's have to shocking read it to, to me, you, right? Yeah, dude, they don't show you a piece of paper with it written <laughs> down. Is that what happened to her? And she's like, I couldn't read it. Uh, the way I understand it, it was it was written in front of her, and they it was <gasps> read to her in sections. So it was like Stop. you had 
both ways of receiving your rights. You know, you can oh read them God. or hear them or read along. Um, and yeah, blaming context. And this is a new one. This is I'm <laughs> shook. I have not heard that. That's astonishing to me. And I say that as someone with chronic dry eye. So <laughs> <laughs> I think that's wild. It's like, what are you, what, who is around her going? Right. Yeah, that's a good yeah. idea. That's what you should say. You should talk about your contacts. Like what? It's almost like she's still auditioning for the show where this is going to be something that would make a great one liner in her interview where she uses this as her defense. It's like, no, Jen, this is real life. Like you're in deep crap. Like Mm -hmm. it's odd to me that it it almost seems like a mockery of the uh, charge, in my opinion. Oh, insane. And also, I, I have to toot Alyssa's horn for a moment. And I kid you not, after the premiere of Salt Lake City, she was like, something is fishy with Jen Shaw. I don't buy it. Something's going mm. on. I and uh, you called it. I thought it was the husband. I My money was on the husband doing something <laughs> on the side, having something going on because there's too much of a separation. But nope, it was her. Yeah, you called no. it then. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, you spotted it from a mile away. And it's uh, it's it's also so dark. And I mean, listen, we're obviously not unfamiliar with housewives doing dark, dark, to people, <clears throat> Erica Jen, but mm-hmm. I think it's so f-ed up to know that like everything that she was doing was also like targeting elderly people who like didn't even have computers. And then did you read she was th- their their telemarketing scheme was targeting uh, older people. And then if they if they already gave the money, they would go back and hit the same victims again. That's Isn't common. That in so M's. yeah. Ugh. I can't, I know I'm naive, but I was just like, so bummed about that. I was like, that's really, really, really dark. Yeah. When that voicemail floated around online of her (sighs) leaving, like your, your warranty or whatever it was, call us back at your nearest convenience. Like in her own voice, allegedly, but we've watched the show. We heard the tape (laughs) infer what you will. That was like earth shattering for me because it's like, she's literally getting on the phone in, in uh, apparently so allegedly, I don't know. I got to be so careful, but, you know, we got to really talk here. (laughs) In this last moment of this segment, let's talk real quick. RHOC, Tamra, this last week, there was a video posted of her getting ready. Um, Nicki Minaj, who I am not a fan of at all, had a voiceover. Basically, it ended with it's game time, bitches, leading us to believe they're shooting OC. Tamra's going into this game. Where is she? Never mind. It was a red herring. It's an unrelated interview. This was stupid. I'm still pissed off. <laughs> yeah, I. That's just Tamara's whole shtick, though. I feel like she's so desperate for attention. I am not a fan, and I do enjoy that uh, Heather Dubrow is coming back. Agree. That's very exciting to me. Yeah. Well, they I need more champs in my life for sure. They needed to do something because what they were doing was nothing, and it was bad. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so I mean, I was really hoping that she would at least just make an appearance at a party and just throw them all off. But then why would she put that on TikTok and Instagram? So I, I'm all for like a good surprise. I I, I think they need her. I don't think they're far, far enough along to distance themselves from a Vicky and a Tamara. <laughs> they just never did anything after they got rid of them. So I think they really need it. I think the show has desperate need of it. But I mean, this was really stupid timing. And I don't like being led on like this. 
So not into Agreed. I mean, isn't it fascinating though, to talk about like everything that's going on behind the scenes with Orange County and then everything that's happening with New York. And you just, it's, I, that's what I'm saying that I think that they're finding their footing right now about how to approach a show when, and listen, OC is like way more problematic, I think, than Roni's ever been even. And, uh, but I would agree. Yeah. Right. But like you, what do you do? Do you, do you get rid of a bunch of these like sort of more pillar characters or do you cling on to them perhaps too long? Like you kind of have to find a perfect balance. And I think that we're watching in both of those cities, uh, Bravo, try to figure it out. Yeah, I mean, I've said this now a bunch of times. They had an opportunity with OC to set the whole franchise in a different direction and reset the canvas. And, you know, these shows eventually will reach a point of, like we were saying earlier, where they've kind of run their course. Uh, and it seems that they're just going to keep this tired train going and <laughs> just going to make it work no matter what happens. And they had this, you know, there are all these shows going to reach this point. So they should have used this as an opportunity to set the bar. But, Anyway, when we come back, we're going to be talking more general Hollywood talk here on the podcast from Brittany to JLo to Erica Jane. I can sense that I'm going to go off on this story with Erica Jane. <laughs> that and more with Taylor and Alyssa. Now this. 